Being on the front lines in the fight to educate the next generation is tough. The goal of this podcast is to provide you with important updates, encouragement, and connection. Welcome to the Institute Leaders Lifeline. Hi, and welcome to episode four of the Institute Leaders Lifeline. My name is Mike Sinclair. I'm the Deputy Superintendent of School Support at the Charter Institute at Erskine. This episode is titled, The Pressure to Lead. Man, we could really dive into that and make it a whole series. But today, I'm going to share five strategies to help you handle the pressure to lead. But before we dive into that, let's talk about a couple of our schools. I want to start down in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina at Oceanside Collegiate Academy. They have a student ambassador program where the upperclassmen are the ambassadors in a select group of individuals, students, And they work with the younger student, particularly the freshmen. They go in and they work with these freshmen in some of their classes to talk about skills and to talk about the culture and and all of those things that make Oceanside a successful and unique school. So if you want to know more about how they build that connection between their upperclassmen and their lowerclassmen through this ambassador program and use that to build their culture, get in touch with Miss Christina Brown. I'm sure she'd love to share more with you at Oceanside Collegiate Academy. Let's come up to Columbia area to Gray Collegiate Academy. And there, Dr. Brian Newsom and his team are adding new grade levels. And of course, you know, when you add grade levels, you need more space, you need more staff, you need more organization, you need more supports. Well, Dr. Newsom is working really hard with his board and his staff to make sure that that happens on time so these students will continue to achieve at high levels. And that does include facilities. So if you would like to talk to him about how he's planned that out, how he works with uh, the different contractors and, and, and they work with OSF and Office of School Facilities and stuff, I know that Dr. Brian Newsom would be more than happy to spend a few minutes giving you some tips on how you might get started or how you might navigate this journey. So that's Great Collegiate Academy in the Columbia area, Dr. Brian Newsom. Now, just a reminder about the Kids First Conference. Man, you guys are doing great at registering for this conference. We're up to over 350 people attending. So don't miss it. Don't miss it. If you haven't registered yet, please make sure that you do so. Uh, Our keynote speaker will be uh, Rick Rigsby. A lot of you have heard of Rick, uh, Mr. Rigsby, or you have heard his speech, a lesson from a third grade dropout. Um, You don't want to miss it. I I, I had a chance to talk with him on a Zoom with a group of people to kind of plan out uh, this conference and what he was going to talk about. And we were just talking about bullet points and the man had me fired up. So I can't wait to see him put that all together for his keynote speech. So don't miss out. Now for this week's episode message, pressure to lead. Now, I like to start out sometimes with definitions. So Webster defines pressure as the stress or urgency of matters demanding attention. The stress or urgency of matters demanding attention. Man, doesn't that sound like your day-to-day as a leader? You have the stress and the urgency of things in front of you, of matters, and they are demanding your attention. Well, lead definition is to have charge of. So you're in charge. You are in charge of managing this group, this organization, as you work through things that demand your attention. And those things are stress and urgency type matters. I know that some listeners are not educators, and I hope that you can expand this into non-educational settings. And these are just good leadership ideas. 
uh, I'll just have to admit, over half my life, I've been an educator. So that's my wheelhouse. That's where a lot of my examples come from. But I'm sure that you can take these strategies that we're going to talk about in this episode and take them into other parts of your life. As a matter of fact, these are really more for you as a person, not you in your organization. So let's, let's talk a little bit about it. There are things that we want to do and things that we don't want to do. And handling the pressure is something typically we don't want to do. I mean, maybe we rise to the occasion and that's something we're really proud of, but man, it can wear you down. So here's a few questions to ask yourself because it's better to be prepared to handle stress and pressure than it is to be reactive to it. So here's a question. What do you do in the moments when you just don't want to lead? You know, sometimes things might happen and you're just like, I'm out of here. I don't want to deal with this. I'm, I'm, I need a break. I'm out. Or the, the, the alarm clock goes off in the morning and you're thinking, I know what's waiting on me when I get out of the car at, at, at work or at school. I, I just I don't want to do it. I'm going to go back to sleep. I'm going to hit that snooze. So, so what do you do in those moments or what do you do to prepare for those moments? Let's don't be reactive. How do you balance your need to process or talk through events or decisions at work? but you just don't want to bring them home and impact your personal time. You want your personal time to help you rejuvenate and to help you get your energy back. So, so how do you balance that when you need to talk and you do need to process those things? What do you do when things, frankly, just feel out of control? It's not that any one thing is overwhelming. There's just so much going on. It just feels out of control. How do you prepare for that? Let's face it, there are just those times that you just seem out of sorts. The pressure gets to you. So what do you do? Now, here's some things from my personal experience that I believe can really make a difference. These five strategies will help you invest in yourself so that you can invest in others. And I use the word invest very purposefully here. You need to invest in yourself so you have something built up in you that you then can give to others. You can invest in others. So you must take care of yourself so that you have something in the gas tank. You have something you can give to others. So let's go through these five strategies. And I'm gonna give you a couple of examples of what you could do with each one. First, protect your personal time. Protect your personal time. That is so easy to say, but it is so hard to do. So here's a couple of ideas. First, schedule it on your calendar. We as leaders are driven by a calendar. And as a matter of fact, I bet your phone gives you a notification maybe 15 minutes before a meeting is scheduled to tell you the meeting is scheduled. And you're not going to let the other person down that you're meeting with. So you're going to be there. Well, what if that other person is you? What if you schedule a meeting with you. You schedule it to go for a quick walk during the day, uh, maybe 15 minutes just to get out. Or in the evening, you schedule some time for you. Put it on your calendar. Hold yourself accountable and you can make sure that you have a chance to, re uh, to rejuvenate, to refresh yourself. Or maybe to protect your time, you need to make a commitment to someone else. Maybe having that other person is really important. So you make a, a coffee morning to go on a Saturday morning. Go, go, go meet somebody for coffee. Or maybe you meet somebody to go for a run. Or maybe you watch The Bachelorette. Now, I'm not condoning The Bachelorette as something that is de-stressing, but maybe that's what you do. And you have somebody else that you know that watches it and you say, hey, let's call each other and watch it together and talk. Well, that is time that maybe you can anchor to yourself. Make a commitment. 
And also turn off those notifications on your phone during that time. Uh, I tried to uh, make an investment in myself on the weekends where Friday at about 6.30, for the most part, I try not to check email until Sunday morning. I give myself Friday evening for me and my family and Saturday to do whatever I need to do to get myself taken care of. So protect your personal time. Second, have somebody to talk to and be honest with that person. Now, that person could be a spouse or a significant other or some other family member or very close friend that you talk to. Maybe that person is a mentor. Maybe it's somebody that has helped guide you along the way, and that's a person that you can go and talk to and be honest. Maybe it's a coworker. Now, that can be tricky as a leader because you don't want to divulge anything that's confidential. You also don't want to put the other person in a tough situation uh, where you're talking through a problem that really they don't need to be involved in. But maybe it's a coworker that you could talk to. And, and let's take it a little further. Maybe you need to have appointments with a professional counselor or therapist. There is no shame in that. Our culture needs to catch up and make sure that that is a very acceptable, maybe applauded decision that people make because we need someone to talk to and we need to be honest with those people to help ourselves deal with pressure. Now, third, make personal goals that are measurable and visible. I say the word personal because this is something that has nothing to do with work. So often at work, especially if you're a school leader, your job has so many variables that you have no control over. You really don't. You're reacting to things that are out of your control and making them fit to be the best they can be. But in your personal goal, this is something that you decide what the goal is, you decide what the activity is, and you do it so that at the end, you can look back and see, look what I achieved. Now, it may be a fitness goal. It may be some kind of sports goal. It may be to make something. Maybe you want to build shelves for your uh, office at home or your bedroom. Maybe it is something that you want to... Um, you want to put something together in uh, your yard. You want to uh, build a little garden. Whatever it is, build something. You, you're, you're creating. You've got a goal. You've got a measurable thing that you can see. Learn a new skill. Maybe you want to learn to play an instrument. Maybe you want to learn to uh, garden. Whatever those things are. Maybe you want to create something artistic. Like you want to learn to play a new song. Or you want to learn to paint. Or you want to whatever those things are. But you control it. It's something that during your time, you invest in for you. And at the end, you can see something that you created and you can be proud of yourself. You can know that you did it. You accomplished that thing. Now, fourth, fill your tank with quality messages and learning. Fill yourself with things that are going to build you up, that are going to encourage you, that are going to teach you new thoughts, ideas, or, or, or skills. Maybe listen to a podcast that encourages you or read a book that is uh, a, a nonfiction that pours into you uh, about leadership skills. Or maybe it's about just understanding yourself better. Attend a conference that's not about your field. This is an interesting one that I've started looking into more. Like, go find out about beekeeping. Go to something on a weekend. Clemson has all kind of little things like that that you can go learn about beekeeping. Or maybe... You want to learn uh, something in the community about how to serve others in um, mental health situations where you're, you're counseling them, you're, you're serving them in a different way, but something that's outside of your field. 
to go and accomplish. So you can say, these are the things that I believe in. These are the things that I hold true. Or you could, as you're looking for quality messages and learning, find a group of people to meet with for a purpose other than work or complaining. Purpose other than work or complaining. Maybe it's a running group. Maybe it's your church group. Maybe it's a quilting group. Maybe you want to learn how to quilt. Maybe you love to quilt and you can just go somewhere and be with others that do that. Be with others that pour into you though. So the fourth one is fill your tank with quality messages and learning. Finally, celebrate yourself. Celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. I think as a leader, sometimes we get so caught up just waiting for the other shoe to fall. We're just waiting for the back end of something to go wrong. Well, celebrate yourself. Enjoy it. Look at the look at the great things that are going on in your life. So maybe schedule a nice dinner or some kind of splurge so that you're looking forward to that. Because you know as you get caught up in the minutia of the week or maybe a couple weeks, you can look forward to, on this day though, I'm going to go and relax and celebrate myself. Maybe it's buying something that's important to you. Maybe it's a new pair of shoes. Maybe it's a purse. Maybe it's a car or a boat. Let's think big. But what's something maybe that is an incentive that you could buy for yourself to celebrate? And put that down as a goal. Or take a trip or spend the night in your hometown at a hotel just to get out of your house. Go to a spa. Get a massage. Do something special to celebrate yourself because you're worth celebrating. You work hard. You impact so many people. Take time to celebrate the things you do. So let's review real quick. First, protect your personal time. Second, have someone to talk to and be honest with that person. Make personal goals that are measurable and visible. Fourth, fill your tank with quality messages and learning. And finally, celebrate yourself. Invest in yourself. You're a leader, whether you feel like a leader or not when you wake up in the morning. So you need to be purposeful in protecting yourself. The pressure's real. You're not alone in your fight to impact others. As a school leader, you have the chance to change generations of people. Many other areas of this pressure to lead we could talk to, like or talk about, like mental health or physical health. We, we, we could break this down to a whole series, maybe. If that's something you'd be interested in, leave some comments. Like this show. Send me some emails. Let me know. I appreciate you listening to this podcast, and I really hope the message makes an impact on you. And I'm certain that these five strategies will help you invest in yourself so you can invest in others. You're not alone. Keep your eyes up. If you need help, reach out to someone. For now, embrace the pressure to lead, but invest in yourself. I really hope you have a great week. This is Mike Sinclair, and I thank you for listening and being part of this collective journey of leaders. Be sure to follow the Institute on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Erskine Charters. We'll have all of these resources, including this podcast, many stories of our schools, and other things. So check us out. The opinions expressed within the content are solely the authors and do not reflect the opinions and beliefs of the Charter Institute at Erskine or its affiliates.